What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kilo Loco. And it's Iman Harut. And welcome to the Code Passionately podcast, where we touch on all things that are important to mobile developers. So today we got a pretty interesting topic. It, we have cross-platform versus native. And we're going to be touching a little bit on the pros of each, the cons of each, and you know maybe where we would choose to go if we had to start it over. Sound about right, Ima? That's right. So uh, let's kind of dive into what these two different things are real briefly, uh, just in case some of our users just might know one or the other. Uh, native develop- development would be like when you're using whatever tools a specific platform provides. So if you go to Android, you're using whatever Google recommends, which is Kotlin and um, their own SDKs. Or if you're doing iOS, it'll be like using Swift or Objective-C and uh, using uh, UIKit or Swift UI to develop apps. Uh, You want to kind of explain what cross-platform development is since you're the only one here who's dabbled with it? Hell yeah, I do. Uh, But before that, we got to plug our previous episode where we talked about, you know, native and iOS versus Android development. So if you didn't hear or watch that episode, make sure you go back, revisit that one. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about cross-platform here. So cross-platform is usually referring to having a single code base where you're writing in some type of uh, programming language and you're able to deploy to multiple platforms and platforms being like iOS and Android. And it could even extend to web platforms like so you could have a website or desktop or I don't know, maybe even embedded like Raspberry Pi. I don't know. But essentially, that's what cross-platform development is, is the idea of being able to write a single code base and then be able to deploy to all those different platforms. Right. And the, and the key component of that is you're not you're not relying on Apple's technologies because that's only for iOS and you're not relying on Google's technologies because that's only for Android. But you're using some kind of third party uh, software development kit and that is built so that you can write that one code base and run it on different platforms there. Um, let's give some examples of like cross-platform development. Uh, the most popular ones today um would you say, well, there's Flutter, right? That's probably the one you're most familiar with. Yeah, then, so, um, so I hate JavaScript. So <laughs> there's JavaScript with uh, React Native, and that one's like super popular because I think that was the the first cross-platform uh, like mobile app development framework that has come out, and it was using JavaScript. So you had a framework that is for JavaScript called React, and that was built for making websites. And then I believe it was Facebook, right? Facebook that created React Native or something like that. So Mm -hmm. Facebook decided to, you know, take JavaScript and do stuff that you're not supposed to do with it, like like every JavaScript developer does. And what they did was they made it so that you could create... um, iOS and Android apps using JavaScript and following the same principles as React, and that's called React Native. So you're using JavaScript as the programming language. You're using React Native as the framework that builds iOS and Android apps. Now, the one that I'm most familiar with and the one that I actually really enjoy is called Flutter. Now, Flutter is um, a UI 
is, is a UI suite that was put out by Google, and they use the Dart programming language uh, in order to build cross-platform apps. And you can build uh, iOS apps, Android apps, Mac apps, uh, Windows apps, and websites, and all kinds of stuff with it. So it's a really, really cool framework. Um, I really enjoy it. And those are like the two big ones. There's other ways that you could do cross-platform, uh, things like Xamarin and I don't know, there's a couple other ones, right? But but those are like the two most popular ones. I think Xamarin is probably like the third most popular and it's used usually at bigger companies. And I think that uses C-sharp. So yeah. yeah, it seems like Xamarin used to be more popular and now React Native is the king. And uh, Flutter seems to be most popular because it makes developers happy. Like it's the easiest to use and it's not JavaScript. Not not hating on JavaScript, but kind of am. Uh, not sure yeah. I am hating on JavaScript. I hate JavaScript. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, everyone has their tastes. But uh, let, let's kind of dive into some of the pros and cons of uh, native development. And conversely, uh, we'll also touch on cross-platform development. Uh, the idea is to kind of give information to our listeners and have them decide, you know, what's kind of the right path for them. Similarly to how we did to uh, Android versus iOS development in the last episode. So uh, I'll, I'll take it away with native development. Um, so one of the big uh, pros with native development is you have full access to the hardware you're developing on. Uh, and um, for example, let's say uh, when iPhone first got Touch ID, right? Uh, usually Apple releases new APIs you can use to access that hardware. And if you're relying on a third-party SDK, uh, which you would be for cross-platform, then guess what? You're going to have to wait until, uh, you know, that SDK ends up implementing and supporting uh, access to that new hardware. So with native development, you kind of just get access to everything uh, immediately. You don't have to wait around for updates like that. Uh, the second big point would be it's incredibly performant because you're you're using the APIs that the platform developers provided. So naturally, it's going to run the best on that device. Um, I've always noticed, I don't know if you have, uh, Kyle, but anytime I'm running a, a cross-platform app, I could tell, I'm like, this is definitely a cross-platform app, not just because of the UI, but because of the way things animate, the frames per second, you could just tell, right? Yeah, so I actually I actually don't like those types of cross-platforms cross-platform apps because in a lot of ways you can tell. And usually the UI is the giveaway, but like the performance just is usually like not on par with native. Now, the the place that I notice this the most is with PWAs, which are progressive web apps. Those are like, those are essentially websites that are embedded into um, a native app. And I think they just use a web view for the most part. Um, but those are the ones where you can really kind of feel the difference. And like when something isn't loading or you don't have internet, like you'll see that it is like essentially a website and those are the ones that i hate the most but with react native and with flutter apps usually if the developer takes the time to make sure that the ui is consistent with the platform's like uh, default ui then usually you can't tell the difference so uh, it just depends on which platform you use with cross-platform um but yeah like 
you're not going to have that same performance as native most of the time. Yeah. And then uh, just moving it along quick, uh, you kind of touched on it already, but the user experience and the UI components you use, if you're doing native development, you have those uh, those components right out of the box. So you're working with those directly, whereas on a cross-platform, things are a little more abstracted. But uh, my understanding is you could still kind of dive down to platform specifics and still you know, get that same UI going. It just might take a little more work. Um, but but the native experience is more familiar typically when you're developing um, with a native SDK. Um, and the last thing is, uh, this is kind of my opinion, but I think it's a valid one. I think if you're making a, an app for the long haul, uh, it pays to do it with uh, native development because because uh, you already get that performance, you have one code base dedicated to that one platform. And as it grows, I think um, over time it pays off in dividends. But I think in the short term, and this is kind of getting into the cons of uh, native development, but in the short term, you are uh, paying the price to have a native app, right? It's more expensive because you're making one code base for each platform you're developing and that means you know you're probably hiring multiple developers dedicated to each platform so it's more expensive in the initial uh, run uh, do you kind of agree with that or you have different uh, opinions on that yeah so in terms of the cost it is almost always more expensive to go the native route right like because you do have to support the two separate code bases whether that means finding somebody that can do both which isn't super common um or you have to have two separate teams to do both or, or designated engineers so essentially you're doubling the cost assuming that you're paying each engineer about the same you're doubling the cost in order to support a native a native code base so yes it is more expensive um better in the long term it, i think that it does depend on the type of app um that's always going to be the answer with everything right it just depends but for from what i've seen um in the past throughout my my career as a developer i've seen a lot of horror stories come out of uh cross-platform develop or like uh companies that have switched to cross-platform development where they were like, oh, you know what? It makes so much sense to do cross-platform. It's going to save us here. And what ends up happening is that cross-platform can cover almost every use case. And then what ends up happening is you need to do a specific thing and the, the framework just doesn't support it that well. So then what you have to do is you have to find a way to code that specific piece natively, but then if you only have native or if you only have cross-platform developers, they may not be too familiar with how to make that specific thing happen on the native platform. And it becomes this long, uh, long expensive thing that you have to maintain as well because now you're dealing with a cross-platform app and that's one code base but then you also have the native code that you have to support on both platforms android and ios so then you end up with three code bases so that is something that can definitely happen it's not guaranteed to happen in every use case like i said it just kind of depends but it is something that you need to be aware about if you plan on doing something that's uh you know kind of unique and it doesn't fall within the lines of something that's very common in apps yeah so like i would go native when i i if if 
money wasn't an issue and I just wanted the best possible experience, definitely go native. Like that's, that's where it's at. Um, but that doesn't mean cross-platform doesn't have its own uh, benefits and we'll jump right into those now. But like some examples of native apps, just so people can get like their hands on them and see like what it is like. Uh, a big one is Things. That's like a huge uh, to-do app that is wildly popular on uh, iOS, Macs, and iPads, uh, Things 3. Craft, which is the app we use to kind of um, organize our whole podcast. Uh, it's kind of like an app where you take notes, organize your projects, and uh, bring them to fruition. Another one is Ulysses and Pinterest. Um, but yeah, uh, so regarding cross-platform apps, let's kind of go over a little bit on what are the benefits of them because it seems like because native has all these advantages of like ultimately being the more polished and performing app, it does. It's not exactly obvious to most people like why they would choose cross-platform. So you go ahead and take it away and let us know. Yeah, sure. So we've touched a little bit on why cross-platform might even be something to consider, right? It's the fact that it's cost-effective, right? If you're just starting off, if you're a small team or, you know, you just need to get an MVP out the door, guess what? Cross-platform is just going to win hands down because you're able to write code once, build for both platforms, put both platforms out to their respective app stores much quicker. So you can use a single developer to do that and they can just put out both platforms real quick and you don't need to worry about having an iOS person and a, a Android person in order to get that thing out. So another thing is that, you know, you're able to use the components that are built for you on those platforms. So I'll speak only for Flutter in this regard, but I think the same is true for React Native. Uh, but Flutter has a much better UI experience for the developers. They're, they're the components that are available to you right out of the box. They are far superior to anything that native has to offer. Like you can build something with Flutter and like it could be like a table with rows and columns and they have like a widget that is specifically built for that. Whereas on iOS or on Android, you have to build that thing out from scratch manually and not only not only is that like hard to do sometimes but it it's just tiresome that you have to go through all this boilerplate uh, code in order to make something that should be essentially really common in most apps so the the ui components that come with the cross-platform uh platforms <laughs> the cross-platform uh frameworks is much better. And then um, another thing is that they are just simply better short term. Like, like we said, it's, if you're trying to get that MVP out the door, if you're trying to build something really quick, it, it's just going to, it's going to win out. It's going to win out every time because one person can do, can do the job. Yeah. I think the keyword there is MVP, your minimum viable product. If you have, if you want to test an idea, right. And you just want to build the core functionality and see if users find it useful. It's very convenient and powerful to just have uh, hire one person, or you can be the one person who learns it code one app and just deploy it to multiple platforms. You just do the work once and then you, you targeted 95 plus percent of the market. Uh, with iOS and Android, uh, so that's that's a big deal. Um, and also, like what you're saying, just the development time is cut drastically because 
you only need to focus on one project instead of one project per platform. So that's definitely a huge advantage. Um, I feel like a lot of business people are attracted to uh, cross-platform development for that reason. It's just more cost-effective. You don't need as many developers. Developers are expensive, man. Like, you know, <laughs> every everyone you bring on your team, you're taking a huge hit. So uh, cross-platform development shines in that area for sure. And there's a reason why business people are attracted to cross-platform. It's because your job as a business person is to get the product into a user's hands as fast as possible for as little money as possible so that you can maximize your profits. Cross-platform is built for that type of person, right? That type of business. And all businesses want that, right? They want to give you the product as fast as they can for as cheap as they can so they could get cash in their pocket as soon as they can. So that is where cross uh, cross platform is just definitely going to shine. Now we've touched on some of the cons of, of cross platform development. You know, you have a slightly, a uh, slightly slower experience in some regards, depending on what you're doing with the app, you could have like um, a slower UI or you could have a UI that just simply does not match the, the specific, platform so if you're going to start building with flutter by default when you start building with flutter by default it's going to have all your ui built with material design which is what is recommended on um, google's platform or for android i mean so you're going to have material design inside of your ios app and that's not necessarily what ios users are accustomed to. So you have to keep that in mind. It's a slightly different experience. I don't think that it's ever stopped anybody from using an app, but you have to understand that your your app is going to stick out in that regard. Another thing about um, that we kind of mentioned in regards to cross-platform being a bad pick is that the APIs aren't always available to you, especially right when they're released, right? So if Apple or Google decide to release a new API, guess what? Flutter or React Native or whatever cross-platform has to implement that feature before you're actually able to use it. Now, in terms of um, Android releasing something, since it's under the Google umbrella, since Flutter is under Google, they're able to release things um, pretty close because they get access to those APIs ahead of time. So they kind of know what's going to be coming out and they can start working on that before it's released. But in regards to iOS development, you're going to have to wait before you're able to use that API if you're able to use that API with the cross-platform framework at all. Now, I've seen a lot of these come out. I've seen a lot of APIs come out for both platforms where it's it's new to both, it's new to the cross-platform environment, but it only took about two weeks or less than a month before it was implemented. So you're not going to be missing out on a whole lot there. You just have, uh, you just have to wait maybe a couple weeks to a month, which is not a big loss usually. Um, but it is just something that you need to consider. And then lastly, cross-platform is just not built for specific app types, right? So if you're trying to build a game or something that is extremely reliant on the performance of the device, you almost always have to go native with that. You need to uh, optimize your app in order to get the full performance out of it. And you can only do that with native. Now you can definitely choose to go the cross-platform route and then only go native for those specific parts, but then you're kind of defeating the purpose because once again, you're ending up with three different code bases. 
Yeah, like, um, I agree. And I think that that's kind of what makes me feel that cross-platform is good early on. Like if you, if you, if you want to test an idea or your app is relatively simple, but I feel like most people go cross-platform not because it's better for the customer, but, but more for business reasons, like whether it's money or whether it's the speed of development, you want to like, you know, work on one code base and get these updates out quick. Um, but as soon as you hit a certain point where you're starting to code a custom solution for iOS and a custom solution for Android, at that point, things are getting more complicated and the single code base, that benefit of a single code base starts to wane a little. So, um, yeah, I don't mean to be too down on cross-platform development, but it's just it's just how I honestly feel about it. I think it's it's kind of like a good way to experiment with things or try to keep costs down. But long term, I think native development uh, wins out because overall, in, a, in an ideal world, if you could hire all the developers you want and you know you had unlimited funds, uh, native not, nothing beats uh, the quality of a fully native app, right? But obviously that's not the world we live in. There are limitations and business restrictions. So that that's why cross-platform development exists in the first place. Some examples of cross-platform apps. Uh, most banking apps are uh, coded as cross-platform apps. They may be PWAs, uh, I'm not sure. Um, Bloomberg app, that's cross-platform. And Notion, a very popular uh, productivity app. In fact, you can kind of uh, get a, a feel for uh, how uh, how the different they are by comparing Notion to Craft. They're both similar apps, but Craft is native and Notion is uh, cross-platform. Um, and in fact, Notion recently was uh, released a big update where it was just purely uh, focused on improving performance on iOS because they had like really long launch times and all this stuff. And they were able to like half uh, you know, the time spent on all that stuff. But anyway, I digress. Uh, what, what do you think? What are your, let's kind of go, go into our, our like final thoughts and like uh, who would you recommend uh, cross-platform to and who would you recommend uh, native development to? Yeah, so let me let me go through um, a couple of reasons why you still should consider going cross-platform, right? So the person that is looking to just get something out there, if you're just an individual and you and you have an idea and you're not in this for like the whole entire um, becoming a developer thing, right? Like you just do this as a hobby, you should definitely consider doing cross-platform. Um, you know, if, if the goal is I want to build something where I could help as many people as possible, definitely consider going cross-platform because you can do it all by yourself. And um, not to say that you can't do native by yourself, but it would just take you much longer. But a lot of people, when they're just doing this as a hobby, they just want to learn a single language. They want to learn a single framework and they want to launch their, their, their idea, their app to as many places as possible. Definitely consider cross-platform. Also, if you're planning on building a small team, you know, you're just a startup or something like that, highly recommend considering cross-platform. You can always rebuild the code base um, later, even if you choose native, right? If you go ahead and choose native, guess what? You're, you're rushing to get that app out the door. I bet you your developer is going to be, uh, you know, coding things in all kinds of broken ways. It's going to be spaghetti code. You're going to have to refactor that code anyway. So just keep that in mind. So, and then uh, lastly, why you should uh, consider doing cross-platform is because um, 
they do have uh, really great communities around them. There's going to be support for things that you get stuck on, even if you do run into something where it's like, oh, I can't get it as efficient as on native, there will be ways for you to figure it out. Um, so there is community around it for even the use cases that we mentioned why you know cross-platform might be something to stay away from. There's still going to be a good community behind those cross-platform um, frameworks where there's going to be a community to help you get through those hurdles. Now, why you should consider going to native? If you're planning on getting hired somewhere, then native is always a great option. The bigger companies are still gonna be looking for native developers, whether they're building cross-platform or not, because they do need somebody with that expertise on the platform. That's just something that you're not gonna learn when you're going cross-platform, right? Is if you're going cross-platform and you're starting off there, guess what? You're not gonna be knowing in-depth detail about either one of those platforms. You're just going to be building for both all the time, and you're really not going to be honing in your skills and specializing in either one of those. When you go native, you get to learn something very thoroughly and understand the, the inner workings of that platform. So that's a really good reason to go for native. Uh, another reason is because um, essentially the the job market, I believe, is higher for native development. I'd have to double check um, I know that React Native does have a lot of jobs out there, but I do think that Native is still um, hiring much more on either platform. So those are other reasons to consider. And then also, if you are interested in building something like a game or something that is extremely resource intensive and you and you know that you need to have the, the best performance on your app, then that's why you definitely want to go native. So those are kind of the things that I want you to consider um, before making your choice. But at the end of the day, you got to choose whatever is going to make you the most ha like the happiest. Right on. Uh, and that's kind of the theme of our last couple episodes. It comes down to uh, what what works best for you. And I agree with everything you said. If performance is critical, go native. If, uh, if you want a job, uh, I th you, could, you could do both, uh, either one with, with a job, right? But the only caution I would give is if you want to be a cross-platform developer and you, you're looking for a job, um, look at Flutter jobs in your area before you specialize in the Flutter because it might not be that widespread adopted in the industry yet, uh, whereas something like React Native probably is. So uh, just make sure you're... you're look at your end goal and evaluate it from there. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that pretty much sums it up well. And I agree with, oh, uh, oh, and I have one other thing also keep mm -hmm. in mind that when you're doing cross platform development, just because you're able to deploy the app to both Android and iOS, keep in mind that in order to actually get, um, to test on iOS, you're still going to need a Mac. So if you are looking for the, the, the cheapest route, Sometimes you should consider doing just Android development natively because if you plan on doing cross-platform development and you go down that path, well, then you're going to definitely need to consider purchasing a Mac so that you can test the iOS app. Now, you can you can just focus on creating Android apps with cross-platform development only if you choose to. You could definitely do that, but it almost kind of it almost defeats the purpose of going cross-platform in the first place if you're looking to launch on both platforms, but you're only focusing on one platform. It's something you could do, but I just wouldn't recommend it. Right on, right on. All right, man. So I think that we had everything. I think we said everything that we needed to say to the people, but I, um, we want to leave the listeners with 
you know, something to think about and something to reach out to us about, right? We want to hear your thoughts on the subject. So, uh, Iman, what, what, what do we have to ask these these listeners of ours? Yeah, like uh, anytime we're, we're kind of putting together a show, we, we're always wondering, like, we're probably missing a few things. Like, what are some reasons that we may have missed? So if you have anything you want to contribute to this discussion or raise awareness about, like, shoot us a tweet on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Iman Harut. And you? I'm at Kilo underscore Loco. So that's K-I-L-O underscore L-O-C-O. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's things we've missed. In fact, uh, there was one whole area I wanted to explore, but there wasn't really good material online about it. And that is like the security aspect. And um, sometimes companies may choose one or another with regards to security. And I don't know enough about uh, how they factor that into their decision making. Um, so, yeah, like reach out to us. Let us know if there's anything we have missed. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's 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 it from us. So thank everybody for listening, for watching. Um, reach out to us on Twitter. And most po- importantly of all, go out there and keep coding passionately.